0: People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently, for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast.
1: Drill. It's another episode of the Go Hunt Birds Podcast. We got Bobby Easter on board and I'm your host, Mark Lapier, the owner, founder of Go Hunt Birds. And uh what are you saying, buddy? Yeah, catch up. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a couple of weeks. You've been, I know. You've been a busy been man. Busy. Oh,
0: very much so. And then we just started a bathroom renovation as well, so that's, yeah. You
1: know. That sounds like something I would not want to be undertaking with a house with three children in it. Well, it's the downstairs bathroom and it's the,
0: the basement bathroom, so the kids won't use it anyways because it's in the basement and it's scary, so well. it's not, it's.
1: Is it? Guess, uh, yeah. They, uh, is it close to your bar? It, so it's just like a gas bathroom. Is it close to your bar? It's like across the hall. Oh, awesome!
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to make a, a point to come <laughs> visit you. off the beers actually I unplugged it the other day
0: <laughs> it's weird you yeah yeah I uh,
1: That's good, that's good. I'm still, uh, well, When we're recording this, it's Sunday, so I'm on day 56 of 75 hard, and by the time this hits the airwaves, it'll be into the 60s with no alcohol, so. But uh, I'll tell you, it's hard. I had a couple buddies over here Saturday, and they were having some beers, and one guy was having a few scotches, and I'm like, man, would I ever love to just throw all of this out the window and indulge Yeah, so I just instead had a... Had Can you imagine a, how shit-faced you would be? <laughs> oh, man, so the last time when I did 75 hard on day 76, I decided to have a few drinks, and I got a buzz off of two craft beers, man. I was... It was... Uh, your your tolerance disappears. So. No doubt. But anyway, so we got a couple of... Uh, so like I said, this is going to air on... March the 3rd, so this will essentially count as one of our Friday Foul Focal Point episodes. Um, And I got a few focal points to to talk about here, so just going through the stats for the podcast, and uh, this is the 81st episode that we'll go. I know we haven't been keeping track of episodes, so I kind of let that kind of forget how many we were doing, but the uh, the stats tell me that we've done 81 episodes now including this one so and actually the podcast started on the 4th of march 2018 so we've had this podcast for five years now it's crazy eh that is crazy and at one
0: time it was like almost no longer
1: oh a few times and then we've got over seven thousand downloads to this podcast now which i know of by some standards isn't a huge amount you know for some of these bigger podcasts but for uh for other people I've talked to podcasts I'm like wow 7,000 downloads that's a lot so it's uh, we're chugging along man um, the top down the top downloaded episode was the well, one we,
0: realistically it's all of our friends
1: well it isn't it isn't man you'd be surprised I get messages from total strangers or people that I don't even know so the top downloaded episode was the one with Tony Vandemore uh, to date it has 200 and 283 downloads for that one episode. And looking all the way back to all of the episodes, the one that has the least amount of downloads is one I did. It was the third episode I did with Jason St. Michael, uh, who is the manager of Safari Club International in Canada, a good buddy of mine, and it only has 37 downloads. So if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to Go back in the archives, go all the way back to April the 4th, 2018, and uh, you can listen to uh, the third episode with Jason St. Michael and I, and uh, let's get that one up there, let's get, let's get it up over, it's got 37 downloads as of now, so I'd like to see it climb, so if, uh, if it climbs over the 37, I'll know. Oh, that's a good episode too, actually. Every other episode has it had at least fifty downloads or more. And, but
0: you gotta think about it too, like even from when that aired, like cell phones and the way cool. people use cell phones have changed so much. Like yeah, you know what you should do just as a as a test? Re like rebroadcast that episode right after this one. Like put this one out, boom, and then instantly put that one out again and it's
1: gonna Well, I'd like to just—I'd like to see who listens to it, so I I know that people that will listen to this episode may not have gone all the way back to the archives. So, uh, if that episode gets a new boost, I'll know that people—I'll know that people are paying attention. So, I mean, I know people are paying attention anyway because I see the downloads, I see the stats. So, anyway, so yeah, uh, five years as a podcast. It's so weird. So, and then, of course, it is March now, and uh, what we always do in March, so this will be our 10th year running the Go Hunt Birds Turkey Contest. So I've already had guys bugging me and asking me, and a few guys have even paid already. So, again, same rules, uh, 100 entries, 20 bucks an entry. Uh, you can touch base with me and get them through Instagram, Facebook, and stuff, and we'll eventually have a link online where you can buy them. And uh, I'd love to see that thing sell out again. It's sold out ten years in a row now, or nine years in a row. This will be the tenth. Year. Well, so those are our little I've housekeeping got, items for the year. Uh, hundred, dollars for all the same guys that I usually like. put you, send them all to me. Yep. That all the same guys wanted on it again
0: this year too. Man, it's right around the corner. We're so we're so close to for turkeys now. Oh. All my stuff is out, ready to go. My gun is patterned. I'm
1: stoked. Oh, I'm excited, too. And, I mean, you're coming up here, too, to hunt with us. I'm really pumped about that. This so. is going to be my, my comeback year. It's good, man. I when
0: I come up there for turkey hunting. I am bringing that canoe back with me. <laughs> <And then.
1: laughs> right on. I can't wait. Uh, what else did I want to go over? Just, yeah. Thankful about the podcast being uh, five years old. Uh, but what I also want to chat about, it. I want you to kind of tell me about it. So I noticed you boys were working on some wood duck, wood duck boxes on the weekend. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, so that's something that that our chapter's done for a long time now. Uh, we
0: locally source. Well, this year we did 400 board feet. We we sourced that through a person that I deer hunt with and that uh, I'm related to, by but. Uh, so we got all the wood together, and then uh, the, Ken and all the, the committee members met up at their house today at 9. I didn't get there until 10 o'clock. Uh, we got, I got there in enough time to stack some wood and make some jokes and uh, catch, catch up and actually meet a bunch of new people that been just recent to
1: the, uh, to the chapter, people I had never met, so that was it was actually pretty nice to, to be there. Cool. So how many, I mean, maybe you don't know, but so how many? Now, uh,
0: so yeah, to answer your question, so yeah, to answer your question, uh, what, what we're going to do with all the wood that was cut up today is they're likely going to get uh, loaded up into a Ken's truck and they'll bring it to a seminar. Kids can put them together. Uh, we used to do it at the uh, Little Counter Rockway, Creek, uh, anywhere, lo- anyone local to here, it's the sugar bush. Um, uh, yeah, they have like a, a
1: wildlife building down there, and we've uh, seminars, yeah. And so, anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Delta Waterfowl has an initiative, and in, in so sort does of Ducks Unlimited, building nesting structures. Their wood duck boxes made out of cedar. Um, they provide kind of a man-made alternative where, where hens can nest in kind of a relatively safe place. So the more you put out, obviously, the so better... we use
0: pine? We use pine just because it's a little bit more cost-efficient.
1: cost, cost efficient. But, And that's fine, too. But they they'll they last, last many years. They
0: last for a, uh-huh.
1: And then what you do is you put some wood shavings in the bottom of them, and uh, I don't know if you guys did this, but you cut some grooves along the, the inside of it or put some metal, metal wire so that the ducks can kind of crawl up the side of it and you cut a hole in, in the uh, top of it and then the hen will go in there and lay her eggs and incubate them and then when the birds are born they can jump out i do know that the best place to put them is kind of above water because then it just it kind of eliminates a lot of natural predators like raccoons and skunks and stuff like that so we have a bunch of them out C- funny story about these wood duck boxes so a number of years ago this guy i knew messaged me And said hey do you know anybody that's looking for wood duck boxes and i'm like what do you mean he goes well i found this old cabin this old trapper's cabin in the woods and someone had put a whole bunch of these wood duck boxes in the cabin and so we went and checked it out and what it was was the this person had taken on a contract to put these wood duck boxes out by ducks unlimited and I guess it, it looked like he got paid for the contract, and then he just threw the boxes away, and he didn't even put them out, and stuffed them all in this trapper's cabin and just kind of left them there. And so we went and uh, picked them all up, and there was probably like 30 or 40 of them. And put them all in the back of my truck, and they were all stamped, Ducks Unlimited, <coughs> and uh, all really well made, and they all had numbers on them. Like they were, you know, there was it was, it was a nesting survey that obviously – you had paid somebody to do it this guy just kind of took the money and ran. and the reason why i know that is because the paperwork and the documents were in like in there you know um anyway long story short we we went and grabbed them and a, a few guys that i know uh sasha and i went and put a few out uh sean davidson put a bunch out with me we put them out all over um put a bunch at man-made lake we put a bunch uh for the local guys that live around here we put a bunch out on the uh, snake river which is kind of near Cobden area. We used to go check them every year. I, I will say I haven't been out to check them in the last few years and re, kind of re-clean them out, but I'm sure they're still being used a little bit. But uh, seeing you guys post those pictures the other day of making them have kind of got me thinking again, like, man, I should take a walk and go clean some of those out before the, the winter's over, and maybe even put a few more out. Yeah, well,
0: it's one of those things, too, the initiatives like that where somebody's like oh yeah i can take 30 or 40 of them it's just like well not like sure you can but are you gonna have the time to maintain 40 boxes like let's be honest like two or three is more than enough and you know like if you're doing it the right way and you're going out on the ice you know there it comes with its inherent dangers as well uh but even like creek beds and stuff like that uh, like i have one running through my property and uh wood duck wood duck boxes down down in there it's perfect you know you, again you do run into the, the raccoons a little bit more but to be completely honest yeah you know, that's you know, cool life anyways we're trying to make it a little bit easier if it helps if it doesn't well a raccoon can, can get into a hole in a tree too,
1: so. Well, raccoons are gonna eat ducks anyway. They're gonna eat eggs anyway. But I mean, this just gives the nests, um, or gives the ducks that many more places to to nest. There's a couple of uh, cavity trees on my property at my house where the wood ducks actually nest. Uh, it's pretty neat in the springtime. Like it's pretty pretty cool to see wood ducks in trees. You know, you don't you don't think of them in trees, but I mean, you'll see wood ducks up in the trees. And uh, the golden eyes will do the same. They'll they'll nest in cavity holes as well. So yeah, good on you guys, man. Yeah, be,
0: I'm surprised that they don't have like nesting boxes like that up like Ontario for a diver. To, you can probably put a bunch in. Yeah, especially for you know like stuff in canvas bags. But again, it's the bodies to go and check them and to maintain them. It's just you know, so unfortunately, like. It's not like something that people are kicking the doors down to, to get
1: involved in. So no, and it's it's the work that's involved with them. Um, and again, I I you know I'm just thinking I. It's been a pretty cold winter up here. I should go and take a walk while I can still and uh, clean those out and, and check them out because I do know where they are. I mean, you know, we've put uh, the the road that goes down to the to the man made lake. We we put eight of them out there in the marsh on either side of the road, like four on each side. And, uh, we put a couple that man-made and then we put a bunch more out on the snake river. So, and I mean, the ice knocks them over. Like I remember oh, when that's, we, yeah, that's we, funny. we put eight out and like the following year, we went back to check them and one of them had fallen over and got buried in the ice. It was
0: destroyed. Like
1: over time, nature takes its course, right?
0: Yeah. The, uh, the way to really get them in the, in there solid and like it, You'll see guys, uh, you know, especially if it's like a right, like flooded rice or uh, like I've seen guys that run cornfields on the edge of rivers and they'll just put them, like if the river's not too deep, then you can weld up like a square with like a two like a two inch pipe coming up the, the dead center of it and get enough weight and it, it can sit in the water and the ice will knock it around a little bit, but. You weld it hard enough, it won't. It won't
1: fuck it up too bad. What we did with mine, we we got like a
0: those the T bars. They used to use the T bars.
1: Yeah, but they bend. The ice bends them. That's the problem with those. The uh, oh yeah. The way we done them was we get galvanized fence posts. You get like an inch and a half galvanized f- fence post, and you hammer it into the marsh, and then you get an inch galvanized fence post, and you slide it inside the inch and a half one. You know what I mean. And then you can actually pull the things out and right. check them. Yeah, you can put them up a lot higher than you can the T post. So next next time you're at Manmade, I'll show you where the ones we have are. And we did we did the other ones too. some people have seen the ones where they're made out of wire mesh with hay and kind of like a cradle. They're more for mallard nesting. We've put those out in the past too. And right. again, again they they need to be maintained. And it's oh it's, the nesting. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Well, like I said, good on you guys to uh, to take that initiative. And I know there's a few other chapters that do that same thing all over the place. So I know Perry Blank's chapter used to do that quite a bit. I don't know if they still do, kind of out in Western Ontario. It was
0: nice just to be involved in helping get it to the point that it's at. What? What I mean? like, I, I might not be able to make it to the seminar where they build them, but it's all just, it, I really enjoyed doing that.
1: I would imagine it would have been nice to just be out with the boys. Yeah, it was. I saw a picture. I saw Lance Holmes in one of those pictures. I saw Ken Power in one of those photos, so good guys. What about Pete Heathfield? Is he still involved?
0: He's still involved, yeah. He wasn't there
1: today, though. He was at work. Oh, right on. Cool. Well, what else you got going on? Do list, I guess. Cool. I guess you're cutting out on me there, I think. Ah, looks like we lost Bobby on this one. Uh, the feed has cut off here. So, Bobby, I don't know where you went, buddy, but uh, we're going to wrap this up anyway. Uh, so, just to recap here yeah, it's our five year anniversary of the podcast. Huge milestone for us here at Go Hunt Birds. So yeah, do us a favor, go back and listen to episode three. That's the one with Jason St. Michael from Safari Club. Let's get that one boosted up and maybe even go back and listen to a few more if you want. And uh, yeah, Also, send me your questions, uh, info at GoHuntBirds.com. Send me your questions, send me the stuff you want to hear. Who would you like to hear on the podcast? we got some guests lined up. We're just trying to get uh, dates and schedules uh, sorted out. But uh, we want to know what you want to listen to. We're going to try to do this every week like we have been. Uh, and again, info at Go Hunt Birds is where you can catch me. And of course, turkey contest is uh, starting. It's uh, into March; season's on its way. Let's get that uh, going and get it all wrapped up over the month of March and get everybody's kits out to them. Got some cool stuff lined up for that. And uh, cheers, everybody! Bobby, I don't know where you went, man, off into the internet abyss. But uh, I'm sure you'll be back on the next episode of the Go Hunt Birds podcast. Cheers.